What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast, brought to you by TWM.News. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? Oh, you know, not too much. Just uh, defrosting after watching the Steelers win today, which I have not been able to say in a few episodes. So that was exciting. Um, It, It was cold out there, wasn't it? Uh, it was, but I feel like the thing that made it the worst was the uh, the wind. It was like right. windy the whole time, and so it's like everything was numb. I couldn't feel my fingers, couldn't feel my toes. But <laughs> the Steelers finally won a game, so I'm I'm happy about that. And uh, nice. I think your Giants won too, didn't they? Yes, they did, which is surprising. Nobody expected them to be seven and two, second place in the NFC East. Uh, it's just insane to be a Giants fan right now. Uh, just riding the wave, you know? Yeah, hey, you gotta enjoy it while it lasts, because you never know when it's gonna go uh, downhill rather quickly. I'm scared to see when it's gonna go downhill, mostly because I know how social media is gonna react. (laughs) It's gonna be set ablaze, pretty much. Yes, but despite our football talk, this is not a football podcast. Uh, This is a pro wrestling podcast, where we answer some of your questions about anything and everything that's happening in the pro wrestling world. I'm excited to get to it because we have a lot to talk about. We're gearing up for full gears coming up soon. Also, we're, what, like the two weeks away from uh, from a Survivor Series as well? Yep. yep. So we got a lot going on in the month of November to finish out November. And you know what? I am uh, I am excited for it because from uh, what we're what we're seeing, what's being set up, we're, we're in for a treat, I think. We're going to see some really fun stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Nice, nice. I can't wait to see what's going to be happening the next few weeks, but uh, we got a lot to talk about, so might as well get into it. What's our first question of the night for the podcast? All right, let me get to it, because we we have a lot today, so we figured we would just do our usual uh, mailbag segment, because not only do we have a lot of questions, we have a lot of questions that we can talk a lot about, so we're going to start off... uh, We're going to switch it up. We're going to start with mom's questions tonight. So mom, thank you for your questions as always. Thank you, mom. This one I kind of expected someone was going to ask and I, it was going to be a rather interesting topic, especially because I wanted to get your opinion on it too. What are our thoughts on Sarah Logan coming back to WWE? I am excited. I think it's a perfect fit uh, for what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the Viking Raiders more, of a monstrous tag team and what's a good way to uh, utilize someone like Sarah Logan, but to align her with the Viking Raiders, it just makes perfect sense from a presentation standpoint, the whole Valhalla thing. I know you're excited about that too. That's more your, your corner of the world. So I'm sure you're really excited about it. I I am. And definitely presentation wise, I think it's going to be really fun because again, just like Norse mythology and stuff is kind of right up my alley. Like you said, um, Mm -hmm. However, there is um, a slight problem I had, and it turns out I was not the only one because it was all over my Twitter when she came back. Um, Yeah, she looks a little familiar, and I couldn't really put my finger on it until I I realized that they essentially ripped off Maxi Impaler's look, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all, because I think they even got it down to that green braid they have in their hair. So, wow. 
uh, yikes, guys, like, could you made Sarah look a little less like somebody else? Because, yeah, it's blowing up Twitter, and uh, yeah. rightfully so, because Max, I always thought was cool because they have a really unique look, so to have Sarah blatantly rip it off, like, that's kind of like, ugh, yikes, that's um a little too on the nose for me, but presentation-wise, yeah, I think um, I'm excited to see what they do with it, because... The Viking Raiders are definitely a team that needs to be taken seriously, and I feel like for a while they haven't been. So I think once you throw all this together, this is going to be a very uh, interesting time for the Viking Raiders. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, more uh, like more about the whole the whole look and presentation of Sarah Logan, I did kind of see like there there is, like you said, glaring similarities, but I feel like WWE – the best thing they'll do is say, well, we didn't know anything about her, so uh, we just kind of let that one go, you know? The, funny how the uh, blissful ignorance is a thing, but uh, just because they didn't know means doesn't mean that the fans knew, and oh boy, right. did they know. So it's like, you can try to pull that one over the fans. It's not going to work. It's just, again, it was just a blatant ripoff of Max's character. So um, I wonder what Max had to say about the whole situation. I don't know. I didn't think I, I, I thought I followed them on Twitter. I'm not entirely sure, but I haven't seen anything uh, that they've said. So yeah, I might have to go check out uh, their Twitter and see what they say. Cause I'm a, I'm a little interested in it as well. If they're like, you know, imitations, the sincerest form of flattery, or if they're upset, because if I were in their position, I'm not entirely sure how I'd react to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a slippery slope, you know, um, yeah, I really like you said. This is more up your alley, so it's like, is it a, a common presentation the way her getup is is presented, or is it like something that she had to have seen Max the Impaler do and said, "I'm blatantly gonna steal that." <laughs> um, I feel like, especially with those like Norse mythology kind of looks, it does look like it looks accurate from what I've mm -hmm. seen. Um, from just like you know studying up on it and reading books about it and playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's, it's accurate, but it's almost just too much of a coincidence. I think where it's so tough because Max's look is almost like that, um, desolate kind of, I mean, really no pun intended Mad Max kind of like dystopian looking look. Mm -hmm. So, the fact that Sarah was able to make her kind of like Valhalla almost see her look kind of look exactly the same as Max's is like, all right, um, you could have went a little bit of a different direction, but I don't know. I mean, we'll just, I think they're just going to, like you said, play ignorance where it's like, oh, we didn't really know about max so we couldn't really tell that we were stealing their look even though we were totally stealing their look but uh yeah so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of it which i doubt it will but you never know yeah good to wonder if we're gonna see maybe a change in the way sarah logan is presented after this is uh brought to wwe's attention because you know they don't like any of that bad press especially now so maybe they'll change it up once they realize what was wrong yeah, I feel like even if it's something just the slightest change, they might have to do something, especially with as with as many people that were kind of 
blowing them up about it online. I feel like it's one of those that kind of might not have a choice but to do something, but I guess I'll have to watch on a Friday and see what happens. Yeah, but this definitely does make me excited to see what they're going to do with the Viking Raiders and the Viking Raiders being taken a little bit more seriously uh, on SmackDown, which is just a hotbed for tag team action right now. Yeah, and it adds again to your uh, your theory that if they wanted their division to get better, the women's division needed more bodies, and there you mm-hmm. go. And yep, definitely. I mean, I feel like also, speaking of... Uh, other bodies i feel like i don't know if we have a question about it but i feel like since it was a good segue we might as well just mention it right now you were right and i was totally wrong about uh, (laughs) the mystery person that showed up on raw um was absolutely not who i thought it was gonna be um but i was very happy to see that it was none other than mia yim and it makes total sense to have her with the oc because Granted, does Rhea have the size and strength advantage? Absolutely. But Mia is definitely one of those women that do they she doesn't care. She will right. just run headlong into a gunfight with a knife. That's just how she is as a person. And it's always fun to watch. So uh, I'll definitely be excited to see that. I feel like uh, we may have a war games match question later. Um, but if she's not in that, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised because I feel like that's where it's kind of heading for the women because I think, what was it? Bianca's side still needs two and damage mm-hmm. control side needs one more. So I would think, especially with the uh, little interaction that Rhea and Bianca had on Monday, I would like to think that Rhea's going to like join damage control side. And then I'm going to say for Bianca side, I think at that point, then it would have to be Mia. And then I think the last one would be Candice interesting my theory is actually completely different from yours for the second week in a row wow that's scary yeah yeah my theory is this is going to be a traditional uh survivor series match oh you think Uh, yeah where it might be uh four on four elimination style survivor series match i mean they haven't announced uh that that's gonna happen or we don't know what's going to happen, but I'm thinking more this leads towards a little faction war Survivor Series elimination match. Oh, all right. Now I'm kind of all right. Let's we need to look this up because now I'm curious because I yeah. thought I saw that it was a war games match. But I know I know the damage control uh, Bianca team is is a, is a war game. Yeah, match. I do know that. But I just feel like uh, the Judgment Day and oh, yeah, yeah. stuff is going to be on its own. So I feel mm. like. I feel like that makes more sense to make it a traditional Survivor Series match. That would be really good, too. Um, My only question would be, then, if I would assume Mia and Rhea would be a part of that, Mm -hmm. who would the other women be in the War Games match, then? That's that's the question. That's the question, because... uh, it's it's a little it's a little confusing. How I know it's supposed to be five on five for the War Games match. Yeah. So you have you have Becky, Io, Dakota, mm. and uh, Nikki Cross on one team. They still have one person that they need to add, and then you just have two people on the other team that you need to add. Yeah, and I honestly, I just kind of had a thought. And what's that? We haven't seen Becky Lynch in a while. Mm, you think she's repaired and ready to go? I hope. I mean, I hope so. That would be 
they would blow the roof off that place if she shows up. Um, That's true, and she does have beef with damage control because they they mm-hmm. quote unquote took her out her last appearance on Raw. Yeah, exactly. So that could be a thing. Um, honestly, I feel like uh, even Candace going on like the uh, the good side would make sense too because she has oh, yeah, them as well. I would definitely put money on that. Candace is going to be involved in this match uh, for the good guys. But then, and then after that, then the other question on top of the other question is who rounds out damage control side. Yes. That's one, that's one question. Cause who's willing to join up with them, especially now that they have crazy Nikki cross in their corner too. She's yeah. kind of made herself an outlaw. I don't even know if she gets along with damage control to be honest with you. She's just kind of there. I think she's just kind of, I feel like it's, she's gonna, she's reverting back to her old, like crazy Nikki gimmick, which I am perfectly okay with because I think that was like when she was at her best. So I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, (sighs) Charlotte Flair makes absolutely no sense in that because she doesn't play well with others Mm. and she only ever wants to spotlight on herself. So I feel like that wouldn't make any sense. I feel like, you would almost have to bring somebody over from SmackDown if you're not going to use any of the women on Raw. And... Yeah, no, that wouldn't... Make... I was going to say Shayna, because she has experience, but that doesn't really make sense storyline-wise. So yeah, I feel like it would have to be... if the... Unless they do the Judgment Day OC, like, elimination match. It could be Rhea and Mia. It could be Candice. Like, <laughs> it could be... Becky coming back. So there's a lot of names that you could throw out there and it would make sense. So I'm either way, I'm excited for it because you've got a handful of women, regardless of who else is going to be in there that have experience. So mm-hmm. they know what it takes to make these matches special. And because like we've said before, you know, EO's going to do something crazy. She's going to jump off the top of the cage. She's going to do something. Dakota is going to take all of those bumps like a champ and I, I still stand by she may be the War Games MVP because of her past like experiences with it, but who knows? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see what happens because oh, that's going to be a car crash of a match in the best way possible because all of those women are going to lay it out all in the ring because they're going to want to prove that see this is why you put your faith in us and Triple H, which I mean Triple H already had, but it's just this is that other that extra reassurance of. This is what you get when you give us, uh, you put good faith in us and you give us the time. This is what's going to happen. So maybe a little middle finger to Vince too, where it's like, you put, you would have given us this time. This is what you could have gotten, but no, you were too busy doing whatever else. But I digress though. I'm excited for that match. I can't wait for it. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. I, I agree with you there. All right. So I knew we were going to talk about that one for a while. So <laughs> Um, do we see MJF joining the Blackpool Combat Club in the future? Mm, I don't, I don't think MJF fits that aesthetic, to be honest with you. I think, I think he's, he's better off. He proved by getting rid of the firm that he's better off kind of on his own. He -hmm. doesn't really need anybody watching his back. He can handle things himself. He doesn't need anybody else talking for him, so he definitely doesn't need a Stokely Hathaway or no. anything like that. He can. He's really proving that he can go out and do these things on his own. 
you look at the promo that he cut on on dynamite uh from the studios when he was doing interviews and stuff like that that was one of the best promos i've heard this year mm-hmm. you know it made me believe and it kind of it kind of makes my skin crawl but it makes me kind of <laughs> root for mj yeah you know? <laughs> right never thought you'd say that right I, i'm kind of kind of rooting for him because what he said on dynamite i can't quote it because i can't really remember all of it but I, the one thing i do remember is i'm believing every word that he's saying right now so yeah. that's how i know that this is a good a good promo he's cutting he's talking about being a once in a generation talent name dropping guys like the rock and john cena and stone cold steve austin and and stuff like that and he says he wants to be remembered as one of those greats and to do that he's gonna have to beat john moxley come full gear and mm-hmm. I, like i said he's kind of making a believer out of me yeah yeah it's it's kind of hard not to like you said believe what he says because um I feel like there's still going to be a, like a handful of people. They're going to be like, okay, he's not going to be able to help himself. He's just going to cheat to win, blah, 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 whatever. But mm-hmm. why else would he be saying these things? You can't turn around and be, oh, I'm a generational talent and I want to be remembered as one of the greats. And then turn around and just take the chicken shit way out every time. So like he said, um, I don't think it was in this most recent promo. It was in a, it was a few weeks ago, I think, when he's like, I have to earn it. Okay, right. I don't want to use the ring. I don't want anybody interfering. I don't want whatever. I want to do this by my own, on my own. And you know what? I think he could do it. Because yeah. I, I feel like, who was I talking about? I was talking to one of my friends about this. And they're like, do you really think he's going to win a full gear? And I said, yeah, there's no other option. I think at this point, you have to have him win. Yeah, I think so too. Like I said, he's making a believer out of it sounds like he's making a believer out of the both of us. And yeah. for you know, to be honest with you, it, it would be great for AEW just to go in this different direction. Yeah. Go with the younger younger talent. Nothing against John Moxley, who I think is the ace of the AEW uh brand. But I feel he like break. Yeah, he does. He's been carrying this company on his back. Yeah, because he technically should have had a break already, but all the other circumstances uh, happened and he didn't get the break he deserves. So I feel like after this, he's definitely going to get his break. He's going to be gone for a little while and you're going to need someone to pick up the slack. And honestly, I'm thinking MJF might be able to do it. Yeah. I think, I think it's time for MJF to step up to the plate and let's see what he can do. Yeah. And who would have thought that this is how we were going to talk about him? Because even just of what, a few months ago, well, like even before he left, we're like, you know, I don't really know because all he seems to do is just go for the low hanging fruit. And it's just, it's almost just too easy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, come up with something more creative. His promos recently have been great. Right. He's definitely stepped up his game for sure. Yeah. So I got, I got to give him props for that. So yeah, he's, uh, I won't say we're becoming devil worshipers, but <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to go that far, but I um, would not be mad if he wins at full gear. Uh, I wouldn't be either. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for that match because it's going to be, uh, oh, it's going to be a good one, I think. Um, What are our thoughts on Orange's title reign so far? Orange Cassidy's title reign. I got to say, man, he's really making, uh, he's really impressing the hell out of me. Um, yeah. And I got to say, his matches. Have been, I mean, he had the match with Shibata, which was awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, and I never thought I would see Shibata wrestling Orange Cassidy. And man, <laughs> that was just a match in itself was just glorious the way it worked out. I think um, Orange doesn't get the credit he deserves. Nope. Um, just for being, just for A, wrestling a style that if you didn't know who he was, you would look at it and go, what the hell is this? And then he captivates you and he pulls you in mm-hmm. uh, with his ability and his ability to tell a story in the, in the match, you know, in the ring is it, just phenomenal stuff. So I'm, I'm loving his reign. I, I hope it goes on for a long time and we get to see more of these uh, dream matches, just random opponents. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I love that they have found the way the pretty much the perfect way to give him a worthwhile and believable title reign in the only way that he can do it where Mm -hmm. he just shows up and people are just talking about his belt and he almost just like you say his name a few it's like Candyman. you say his name a few times and he shows up and he shows up and he's just like oh you were talking about my title you want this yeah let's just nonchalantly just yeah let's just have a multi-person match for my title whatever like it's just so nonchalant about it and so funny and it just it works because it's like okay is this gonna be potentially the time that he gets in over his head and it doesn't because orange just knows how to pull out all the stops and hold onto the bells so yeah i have uh i've definitely been enjoying it so far because it just screams orange cassidy it's like that's just if he were to ever finally have a title run that I had been envisioning for God months that I never thought was going to happen. This is literally what I was going to think of was just him nonchalantly just being like, yeah, let's just have a title match just because, cause you know, why not? I have nothing better to do today as he just pulls it out of his Jansport backpack. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I've never seen someone carry a title in a backpack. Right? I mean, I would think sometimes it gets a little heavy on your shoulders. So you know what? He's just saving his shoulders up. Put it in the backpack. It won't be as heavy. He he knows what he's doing. Whatever works for him. Exactly. Okay, so before we even came into our pre-production meeting today, this was the question that you and I were praying that someone was going to ask. Because this <laughs> is the one thing we have wanted to talk about since uh, since it happened on Wednesday on Dynamite. And of all people, I knew mom was going to ask it because she knows us well enough at this point. So, Soraya versus Britt Baker is going to be a fight in all caps. Uh, who is going to come out the winner? Huh. That's, it's a tricky question because yeah. obviously from a booking standpoint, you know, you you want to build up Soraya. She's coming back. She, this is a big deal. Everybody's going to be tuning in for this match um, and excited to see her. So you don't want her to end. You you don't want her to start on a loss. But yeah, she's going up against Britt Baker, one of your pillars, one of your the pillars of the women's division, someone that put the women's division on the map to begin mm-hmm. with with her title reign. Um, so you're on a slippery slope because you you don't want to hand Soraya a loss in her first match, but. Britt Baker is kind of a household name. She is not like she could just afford to lose a match, you know? So yeah. from a booking standpoint, you're in a corner um, from a fan standpoint. <sighs> mm, that's kind of, it's tough too. I would say, I can't say Soraya Stop. has more to prove because both women have 
a lot to prove, you know? <sighs> yeah. It's so tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. But it, I'm I'm excited to see both women work. Hopefully, they have the chemistry where it just clicks, and hopefully, everything comes out safe. Because I will say, uh, Britt Baker's wrestling has been on the downside for a little bit. I feel like she lost some steam after she lost the title. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so her wrestling's been on the downside, and then you got to figure. You wonder if Soraya is going to be coming in with a little bit of ring rust. Mm-hmm. You know, nerves play a part. You know, this is your first match back in years, you know, in the squared circle. You know, you had a match that um, caused an injury. So that's got to be weighing in the back of her mind as well. But I know she's excited to get back into this because I know she's fought hard to get back into it. Um, but yeah, as a fan, it's one of those things where it can go either way. So, you know, the excitement level is at an all time high. Oh, you could you could say that. Oh, for me personally, this is I mean, you you always hear the like phrase get thrown around, but for me personally, it, this is like a dream match of mine. Mm-hmm. Um if these two have the same chemistry in the ring as they did on the mic on Dynamite, mm-hmm. we're we're in for a treat cuz that promo segment those two had on Dynamite was fantastic. There's yeah, like, it- it was just no go ahead no i was just i was the promo segment was just one of those things where i was just like wow brit really doesn't have a filter when it comes to these things no she'll just just go at you hard you know she'll go for the jugular and sometimes you have to be that way you know she you know she's kind of She's kind of like the Roddy Piper with her one-liners, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and her vitriol and her way to just go for the jugular and assassinate your character while you're standing right there staring at her, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, I mean, for for all that we say about her wrestling, and we keep it honest about her wrestling, and we keep it yeah. honest about the fact that, you know, um, you're a big fan of hers, but we keep it honest here on the show. So, yeah. I think that's why I said that she has a lot to prove because I mm-hmm. feel like this is the match for her that she comes out the the winner of the match. She can say like, you know, I took somebody that came into our house, try yeah. to make it their house. And I put a stop to that because this is my house, you know, mm-hmm. which was the whole center point of, of the promo segment where, you know, Soraya is another outsider coming into AEW wanting to say that this is hers and that she's going to dominate it here and just not even giving any sort of respect to the ones that paved the way so far here in AEW. Oh, absolutely. Um, I will say as soon as Soraya, at least on the mic said that she was cleared, like I got absolute goosebumps because it was one of those moments where I was hoping it would, it would one day happen, but I was never entirely sure. But now that it's an actual thing, like, one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time is finally getting back in the ring. It's just, it is like surreal. And I mm-hmm. think it's still going to be surreal, even if she step whenever she steps in the ring at full gear. But that, like, I still can't say enough about that promo segment because I, you just, this is what happens when you give Britt Baker a mic and mm-hmm. just, you tell her, go to town, just go to town. Like you said, she can just, sling those one-liners like it's nothing and it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel like you read it off a script it's just the fact that she can most likely come up with these just off the top of her head is insane 
Like, I built this, like, division and as a fortress, and you have other superstars like you trying to come in here, and last time I checked, you didn't even lay a brick. It's just, like... And she's got a point. Yeah, and we're so used to hearing, like, maybe one or two in the promos, but it was just, like, every other sentence was a one-liner, and I'm like, she is just murdering Soraya on this mic right now. And the thing that I appreciated about it is... On paper, going into this match, this is Soraya's comeback match for the first time in, what, five years? Maybe. Mm -hmm. It's been a while, at least. So, on paper, you look at it and go, oh, Soraya has to win. It's her first match back. But AEW did a good job of turning those tables where it's like, now you're not so sure. Because, and I love that that's the thing, because I don't know what to expect going into this match, which is what I wanted all along. I don't. I didn't want to go into this going, okay, yeah, Britt's obviously going to lose because Soraya's coming back because this has to be your comeback match. This has to be the win. But that promo segment put a lot of doubt in people's minds, I think. where it's, I think so, too. It's like, ooh, now now I'm not so sure if is going to win because Britt dare made some I say, very good points. Yeah, dare I say if Soraya wins, a lot of people uh, can be offended. yeah. Again, someone from the outside is just coming in here and just doing whatever the hell they want, saying whatever the hell they want to, whoever the hell they want to, talking Mm -hmm. about they're going to win matches and they're going to dominate this division when they haven't done anything here. If you're Mm -hmm. not, if you're in AEW and you're not offended by that, yeah, you should be. You should Mm -hmm. be offended by that. And I know this kind of gets off topic. But you look at the situation with, like, CM Punk. More and more comes to light about this situation where he comes in here and he's talking about, we have to do this. We have to do that. The the youngsters have to act this way. How come they're not asking me for advice? How come they're not taking my advice? Mm -hmm. You know, so, again, I feel like a lot of the AEW talent is at a point where they see these people coming in and they're just sick of it. Yeah. You know, you know, so I would say a lot of people would be offended if uh, if Britt Baker doesn't come away with the victory here. But again, she has something on her side. She has Jamie Hayter and she mm. has Rebel. But she's going to be she's going to be able to utilize them. But I feel like that is the worst thing they could possibly do is have those two interfere because that's been the common criticism with Britt. When mm-hmm. with her wins lately, where it's oh she can't win by herself, she always has to have Rebel and Jamie's help. Jamie might not be there; she might be too busy worrying about her title match with Tony Storm, whether it's before or after this match. But it's a very they are going to have to do a very good job, and that is why I don't envy them in this position at all, where they have to believably have one of these women win and not. Mm-hmm overly piss off the fan base because I feel like, yeah, if Britt wins, I don't think people are going to be like burn Twitter down upset. At least I wouldn't think, but if she wins because she had some interference and outside help, then people would start to get pissy about it where it's like, seriously, you could have just, she's capable of doing it on her own. And the worst part is we know she's capable of this because she won the title by herself. She didn't have any help. She had, I mean, so she can do it. It's kind of like a whole NJF thing all over again. 
he's more than capable of winning matches on his own, and Britt is more than capable of winning matches on her own. So now you go into this match going, okay, well, I think it would be a big statement if Britt comes out and maybe Jamie and definitely Rebel, and Britt's like, no, I got this, and send them to the back, and they never come back. Mm-hmm. I think that would be pretty telling. And I just think that... I mean, I know that we kind of answered the question, but not really. I, it's very strange because for the first time in a very long time, especially with the kind of match like this, I really don't know who's going to win because I could easily see both of them winning for obviously two completely different reasons. Like you can see Soraya winning because that's the obvious choice of, of course, she's her first match back in years. We, she has to like overcome the Britt Baker problem she's having but at the same time Britt was pretty she was pretty right about a lot of those things where it's you're the one that came in here you've been coming after me ever since you showed up which I mean is right but also it's a little flawed in Britt's mind because you know she was attacking Tony but anyway so it's very um it's very tough because I think you're going to have a lot of people wanting Britt to win now, especially from that promo on Dynamite. Because, hell, you heard the crowd. She had that crowd 100% behind her at numerous points. They were chanting DMD. And I'm like, thank God this is what we needed because I feel like we were kind of starting to see her character kind of her popularity dwindle a little bit with the fans. Right. And that promo is exactly what especially Britt needed of all people to get the fans back in her corner, at least the one she's lost. She was always going to have the loyal, like faithful, you know, me included, but you needed to get those like casual fans or just the ones on the fence back. And I think she did a really good job during that promo because I feel like they kind of leaned into the, you know, the, yeah, I don't want to say elitist uh, attitude, but that like AEW versus everybody kind of thing, the territorial kind of stuff for like the tribal faction wars i guess between like wwe and AEW. so i feel like they kind of leaned into that a little bit where it's great like you said you got another one of these ex wwe people coming in here acting like they own the place and just because they did all this stuff in the other company does means that all of a sudden they get special treatment here that's not how that works so it's so it complicated this feud in like the best way possible because now like i said earlier there's a lot of doubt where on paper again, oh, Soraya has to win this match because it's her comeback match. This is like the biggest match of her career, essentially, in years. But does she really need to win this match, though? And Britt's been kind of losing quite a bit lately, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a slippery slope, like you said, where I don't think a loss would completely derail either one of them, but I feel like a win would help them more. Like, Soraya needs to come out. I feel like, depending on how the match goes, if Soraya were to lose, it would not be a big deal depending on the performance she gives during that match. I was just thinking the same thing. If she shows up and gets the you still got it chance and they're deserved you still got a chance... If Britt beats her clean, and that's the stipulation, beats her clean, we don't need interference or anything, just beats her one, two, three, no help. People can be like, okay, well, it's her first match back, but you know what? She still got it. We're not going to lose faith in her. Right. And 
I think um, kind of talking about your point earlier where Britt's been a little rusty lately and understandably you'd think Saray is going to be a little rusty too because it's been a while. I feel like Britt has always been one of those performers where even if she's been having like an off few weeks or, you know, days or whatever, when she has to be put into these like high pressure, like big match situations, she always rises to the occasion every time. So I don't think we have to worry about Britt a whole lot. I feel like she, she knows the position she's in and obviously Tony Khan and them have faith in her or they would not have put her in this position to be Saray's first match back. So I think she's going to rise to the occasion. I think we're going to have a really, I think it's going to be a sleeper match. I think a lot of people might not expect this to be as good as it could be, or I think will be because we just know how these two are, but it comes with a lot of asterisk to it where is Britt going to rise to the occasion? I think she will. Is Saraya going to be overly rusty? I don't think so. I feel like she's been doing this long enough for obviously just her career has spanned, what, 17 years? Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to all of a sudden go into that ring and forget how to wrestle. I feel like all the training she's most likely doing right now, she's going to look, I think, a lot better than I think people are expecting. So it's just, I that is, I think, without a doubt the match I am looking most forward to at full gear just for personal bias. And I do not care, but again, this is a dream match for me. Um, I was joking with mom that the only reason I wasn't going to wear a Soraya shirt is because I don't have one yet. So I have to wear my Brit shirt, but um, I'll be cheering for both of them. I will be in the camp of those like sports memes where it's, I just hope both teams are having fun. Uh, that's going to be me at full gear. I just hope both of them have a good match and they just like tear the house down. And uh, regardless of who wins or loses, I'm going to be happy because one of my favorites are going to win. So you know what? At the end of the day, uh, I'm just going to enjoy the dream match that I have been waiting a very long time to see. Yeah, I agree with you on all fronts. I think for me, it's just, I want to see a good match. Uh, I want to see obviously both women come out healthy and fine. I want to see some good chemistry and I want to see Soraya show like she's, I feel like we've forgotten how well trained she is as a, as a professional wrestler. She comes mm-hmm. from a professional wrestling family. Um, she knows the ins and outs more, better than most people do. She probably knows the most people have forgotten, you know? Yeah. She yeah. Knows more than most people have forgotten. So, so yes. I, I just want to see her skill, uh, come back and and her put on a good show which i think she's capable of doing or else she wouldn't be in this position exactly they wouldn't have put the trust in her so i think we know what we're gonna get at full gear i'm just i'm just excited to see it happen so uh it can't come fast enough yeah all right so uh the last of mom's questions uh is what do we think is going to be our best match at full gear personally I know. I feel like this is a different kind of question because I don't think it's I don't think it's the one we're most looking forward to. I think it's what we think the best match is going to be, which I would have to think MJF and Moxley. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there because it's, it's two different styles. Um, but there there's so much writing on this. This is the company's future at stake. You know, yeah. can they go with the future of professional wrestling and make it work? Can is he ready to be a big star, or is the company uh, 
fine with putting it on their their ace there yeah you know he is what what john cena was to the wwe you know mr reliable mr mm-hmm. always there mr ready to work and and all of his matches have been pretty good so yeah. i think that's the most compelling match it it says a lot about what the company is going to do for their future so i think that's why i'm most compelled by by the moxley and mjf match yeah and the storyline then the storytelling we're going to see in that match is going to be mm-hmm. off the charts. I'm very interested to see the reaction that Moxley is going to get. I feel like we know what we're going to get with MJF because it's not really his hometown, but it's pretty close to it. I mean, like mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey, whatever, whatnot. So I feel like he's going to definitely get, I guess, quote unquote, the hometown heroes welcome. I'm going to be surprised if they cheer for Moxley too, or they're going to boo him out of the building. Because yeah, another, uh, oh, go ahead. Because okay, I feel like there might be a lot. Like I said earlier, there might be a lot of people that are going to be upset if Moxley wins this match. Because I think everyone's just expecting MJF at this point to win. Mm. Yeah, I think I think people have put their their eggs in the MJF basket. I think, like I said, I feel like he's ready to show that he could put the company on his back. You know, yeah. and that he's ready to, to lead them. And it just makes it's a, it's a perfect fit, you know, to see who can he go up against next. Who, who you know, it makes it more compelling to have the youngster, the young guy, uh, carry the company and carry the torch. And uh, I bet we could both agree that it's time for Moxley to maybe take a little bit of a vacation from putting all the work he's done with the company and putting the company on his back, and also resigning and showing loyalty to the company. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's time for him to take just a well-deserved break because Lord knows he uh he needs it. Yeah, another match that I'm looking forward to on Full Gear um, that's not really talked about is the Fatal 4-Way between uh, Chris Jericho defending the ROH title against Brian Danielson, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. I'm hoping that Brian Danielson can come away with the victory for like an old-school indie wrestling fan like myself to have yeah. him once again, hold the ROH World Championship would be pretty cool. Um, so I'm hoping that that is the outcome of that match. I'm looking forward to that match, too. And I feel like it hasn't really gotten talked about as much. Yeah, I I agree. And I think also we just are tired of Chris Jericho in general. So we'll just be happy with anybody. Maybe not Sammy Guevara, though. Anybody mm. but anybody but Sammy or Jericho is fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, obviously, the other match I'm looking forward to is obviously Soraya and Britt. Um, I'm also interested in Tony and Jamie because I think a lot, and I mean a lot, of people want to see Jamie win that title. But will she? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wish she would. Oh, yeah. She has definitely uh, gotten the support of the people lately. And uh, I could see it going a few different ways. Um, obviously, I could see Tony retaining the title, which... Not going to be the most popular choice, but I wouldn't be surprised because she's been pretty solid with the belt so far. Um, I could see Jamie winning it clean because I feel like she's more than capable of doing it. Um, I could see Brick costing Tony the title, and I could also see that opening up a whole wrinkle in there. Kind of like, not her feud with Jamie, but her impending feud where it's, see, I helped you, you should be more appreciative. And Jamie mm-hmm. could be like, well, I could have done it perfectly fine on my own. I didn't need your help. And Brit is like, well, you're just being selfish and unappreciative. So I could see it going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I could see maybe if her and Soraya's match goes on first and she loses, I could see uh, Britt out of anger costing Jamie the title. Ooh. Because then it's like, okay, I didn't get my moment to shine, so that means you can't either. Because she, at the, I mean, it's still Brit at her core. She is, she wants the spotlight to herself. She doesn't want to share it with anybody. So I could see something like that happening. So I think that's one of those where, again, not knowing or not being so sure of the in, or the outcome is. Uh, I'm enjoying this because I like coming up with these different scenarios and. Oh, well, maybe it might be one way. And again, a little vindication of if one of them happens being like, I, I knew it. See, this is, we talked it into existence again, and then we can brag about it on the show. But um, no, I'm excited to see what happens in both the women's matches because there are quite a few different possibilities and different outcomes that uh, I'm excited to see which one they go with. Yeah, me too. Um, it's shaping up to be a good show. Yeah, I am definitely, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, all the, again, all the matches are pretty de- like good. There's not one again where I'm like, hey, I don't really care for that one or I'm not. You, you mean you're excited to see Jeff Jarrett and, and Jay Lethal team up to take on Sting and Darby Allen? Well, because you know, Sting and Darby are going to run them over. So it's like, <laughs> thank God I get to see those two. Just, yeah, I, that's, that whole thing's kind of like, I don't know what that's about, but okay, sure. But Darby's, <laughs> Darby's coming back and Sting's coming back. So. What more could you ask for? Right. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to Jack's questions. So Jack, thank you for the questions as always. Should WWE combine the NXT and win- then WWE women's tag titles? Mm. I They did that. They did that originally. They were going to de- have them be defended across all three brands with the women's tag team titles. But then they... Uh, did away with that and gave NXT their own tag team titles, which I think is in the end is a smart move. Cause you want to, mm-hmm. you want to establish, you know, the company and make it look legit. I understand having someone from the main roster come down in NXT um, makes it a little bit more legit, but I think having their own titles makes it uh, the most legit you can. Yeah, I agree. And then it gives, the people down in NXT a chance uh almost like a test run almost of all right this is what it's going to be like if your champ's up on the main roster so see if you can make it or break it and I think if you were to have people from NXT win like the main WWE women's tag titles some of them might not be ready for that spotlight yet NXT WWE they're two completely different animals so I think having the like the NXT women's titles is good because it's again it's almost like a test run. I think for are you capable of holding gold up on the main roster? Yeah, and look at this past week on on NXT the the NXT women's tag team titles were the focal point. They were the main event of the show, and it was actually a really good match, which in the end saw Zoe Stark turn on Nikita Lyons. So that yeah. sets up that sets up a little feud there right there, which I'm excited to see. You know, yeah. so the NXT women's division is 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 a bright spot. Yeah, exactly. It it caught me off guard. I was not expecting it at all. So, good job, uh, HPK. You got me. Um, <laughs> but now I want to see more of it because I want to see. All right, let's see what Zoe's reasonings were. See how Nikita responds to it. And yeah, it was definitely shocking. But I'm excited to see what happens with it. 
for sure. Uh, do we prefer war games with the cage roofs or not? With the cage roofs or not? Hmm. I kind of with not because I, now that I think about war games, all I think about is EO Sky jumping off the yeah, top with of the, the trash cage with the trash can on her head. Yeah. Yep. So to take away a moment like that, which kind of would kind of stink. So for me, no roof. Yeah, I feel like if you put the roof on it, it just becomes a steel cage, and then it's like, okay, what's different about that? And yeah. like a steel cage match. So yeah, I would say uh, I would say no roof. I also agree. I also want to see EO jump off of it again with a trash can, but uh, maybe we won't get the trash can. Maybe it'll be something else this time. Maybe it'll be like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to go all out. Oh, they're, they're going to. They It's a big deal because we've only ever seen these matches on NXT, so to bring them up to the main roster, you better uh, show up and show out, and I think they will. So I'm excited to see all the chaos that the, ensues with those matches. Uh, in general, do we think AW drags their feuds out too long? Injuries stink, like with uh, Jungle Boy and Christians, but Jericho feuds go six months minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some yeah. of them do feel pretty, like, drug out sometimes. Too yeah, much. I, I get the art of uh, storytelling, and I get that you have to plant seeds in here and there, but they have to be seeds that grow into what people want to see, you mm. know? And you, you give them, like you said, if it, if it draws out a little bit too much, people get tired. You got to understand, wrestling fans have a very short attention span. Yeah. You know, yeah. we get bored very easily. I don't understand why it's because I, you know, I grew up during the golden age of wrestling where, like he said, everything was six months of a storyline that was, you know, gone on forever. And that's what we were expecting to now. It's just like. After two weeks, people are bored. I'm seeing people already bored with what Bray Wyatt's doing. I'm like, how? Yeah, you got to let this ride out. <laughs> oh, people. Whatever. I'm not even going to go into that because that could be a whole other mess. But I feel like and it sounds so simple yet so complicated of a concept. But the only way that those like prolonged feuds work is if you keep the audience like, captivated. Like, again, the Bray Wyatt thing, even before apparently people were getting bored with it, no one was even sure it was him, and they were captivated by the whole White Rabbit thing, so you just need to grab people's attention and keep it, which is easier said than done sometimes, but when you got stuff like Jericho's feud where it just is dragging on and on and on, kind of like, what I remember the most was MJF and Wardlow's feud, it wasn't because... The mat, like the storyline itself, was boring. It was just we had seen it before, like right. the the what was it? The stages of well, Jericho. The labors of Jericho. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We saw that with Jericho. We saw it with Wardlow. So we're like, oh my god, seriously, we're doing this again? Just like get over it already. Or even before the feud was a thing, waiting for that feud to happen was like, oh my god, how long are they gonna have Wardlow just sit there and take MJF shit week after week? It was just like. I get that you want to get the fans into it, but I think the longer you wait, the like opposite starts to happen. Right. So yeah, I'd say they sometimes are synonymous with uh, holding things out too long, but I feel like if it's worthwhile TV, keep it going. But yeah, sometimes they need to just say, all right, enough, enough's enough already. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta take into a factor that just the short attention span that, that people have, especially wrestling fans, that 
you know, sometimes those long drawn out stories are not meant for good TV. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Speaking of, we're going to go off on a side tangent here because I don't think we have a question about this, but I know it's something you and I probably want to definitely want to talk about. How long are we going to wait to see House of Black come back? Mm. We've seen these uh, little vignettes with uh, Doug Bradley voicing them over, and I'm excited because I didn't think it was, I didn't think Malachi was going to be back this quick. Yeah. Me either. I'm just happy that eventually they are coming back. So there, there's light at the end of the tunnel, knowing yes. that he is going to be coming back and he's going to be a. Pro- Hopefully, they learn from that mistake and make him a prominent figure in <sighs> AEW. Hopefully, I hope because he's going to have a whole mass of people that are going to be very unhappy. You and I included. Um, ah, God, I hope so. But because again, if it's anything like their like the production value of their these vignettes and the promos, it's just like okay bring that level of just care and intensity and just thought into the ring Mm -hmm. because that's when people start to not believe it after a while where it's like okay yeah they talk they're great talkers but when they're in the ring they just lose all the time so you need to actually this time make them into something worth caring about i mean obviously we're going to care about it because we're card carrying members of the house of black but the casual fan they want they need to have the house of black you need to take them seriously and the only way they do that is oh i don't know maybe give them some gold this time you know that'd be great but um either way i i think we might see them at full gear possibly i hope so i hope so I was expecting a longer sabbatical for Malachi Black. Yeah. But either way, if he's ready to come back, I'm I'm just excited that he's ready to come back. And like you said, we're card carrying members of the House of Black, so I think yeah. um, so having having that little bit of darkness on the show is good for me. Yeah, exactly. I need to see, I need to see the pain and suffering ensue. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we are. But uh, yeah, so I'm definitely excited for them to come back. These promos, like, as usual, are cool, and we love talking about them, but we would like to see that translate into some results in the ring as well. For sure. All right, and Jack's last question is, does Hook need to lose? Have him keep the belt, but the win streaks are starting to get one-dimensional. Yeah, Mm. I I kind of agree with that, honestly, because kind of like with Jade a little bit, where it's, okay, all she's doing is winning and what else is there to them? Like, how do they, you can't figure out how they respond to adversity if they keep winning all the time. That's true. That's a very good point. I didn't look at it that way, but that's a very good point. Can they respond to adversity if they're always winning? You know? Um, or or you're Nyla Rose and you take their belt. And yeah. then it's, <laughs> that's adversity, I think. Which, honestly, little sidebar about that. I am so glad that they're finally just letting Nyla show some personality because... You, so if anybody follows her on Twitter, she you know how much of like a total idiot in the best way possible she is. Like her sense of humor is so stupid and it's just it's great. So it's so I'm so glad that they're finally able to strike that balance with her of oh, she's a formidable opponent and she's very like imposing, but she also has a personality. She's not just this big strong woman in the division that just runs over people. She actually knows how to be funny and knows how to just 
make people laugh with again, like out of those like one liners that you're not expecting from her. Right. So I'm glad that they've just kind of breathed new life into her career. Cause I think it was kind of just stagnating for a while, but, um, but yeah, it's like, so they're kind of giving us a little bit of a hint of what are you going to do if someone keeps like stealing your title? I feel like to a degree they're kind of making Jade look a little foolish now. Cause it's like, woman, you, you haven't had your belt in what weeks now, almost a month and you still haven't got it back. Like, come on. Yeah. But you, you gotta have even back to like the whole hook thing. You have to have to have them lose eventually because okay. They keep winning. No one's going to get interested anymore. Cause it's just going to be like, Oh great. Here we go. Another win. And then people don't care anymore. Yeah, and but for me, it's like I haven't seen Hook in such a long time. He hasn't been really on the show no. or being shown since his match with uh, where he teamed up with Action Bronson. So it's been about a month, I would say, since yeah. he's been on, on the show. Um, I'm excited because he had a little backstage interaction with Lee Moriarty, yeah. uh, which which is, uh, uh, I think, is an up-and-coming great wrestler for yep. AEW. So that would be a great feud to see um hopefully for the ftw title but yeah i do i feel like for hook his the adversity has to start off where maybe he doesn't lose but Mm -hmm. he he looks like he was about to take it out from his opponent he just figured out a way to win but because he's been running through these opponents i think the main thing is that he's been running through the opponents yeah maybe given an opponent he can't really run through Mm -hmm. and he can show that he can beat you know, you can carry through that adversity that we're expecting him to. Yeah, just, like, turn it into a, more of, a like, a regular wrestling match now instead of just, like, a showcase for how good he is. Because we all know how good he is at this point. Right. We don't need any more proof. Just give us a 10- to 15-minute match of back-and-forth competitive just wrestling and see what happens. Yeah, because the, the kid is good. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of wrestling to comfortably say that it's not all, it's not a gimmick. It's not for show. Nope. He is good. The way he moves around in the ring is so fluid. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just, he moves better than his dad did. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is which is crazy to me. He moves better than his dad did. He's just, everything is just with the quick fluidity to it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a joy to watch. But I want to see, like, like we've been saying, I want to see what happens if he meets someone that kind of takes him to his limit. Can he fight back? And can he come from underneath and, and show that he can maybe be an underdog too? I'm kind of hoping we might see a little bit of that with the Lee Moriarty because obviously I'm happy that this is happening because he's a Pittsburgh boy. So obviously we got to cheer for the hometown talent. But <laughs> yeah, this, is, this should be pretty good because Lee's no slouch either. So maybe... Maybe not size and strength wise, but maybe just technicality wise or just technically wise, he may have mm-hmm. met his match. Maybe so. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But all right, so those are all of Jack's questions. Now we're gonna move on to our last uh, five that are from Jeff. So Jeff, uh, thank you for your questions, and we also have to get him on the show. We've been talking about it, so we. I think we've got the time down because our usual recording time is good for him. It's just a matter of uh, the day now. So okay, sooner rather than later, we'll come up with that episode. But uh, until then, thank you, Jeff, for your questions as always. Do we think the men's war games match is going to be five on five, like the women's, or is it going to be regular four on four? Um, 
I'm I'm just excited either way. I'm hoping for a five on five. Just yeah. so get a little bit a little bit of that beef in there, you know? Yeah. In that cage, you know, get a little <laughs> bit of that that meat in there. But uh either way, I'm just excited to see how this is all gonna come about because it's 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 a brainchild. The match itself, the war games match, the concept is not a triple H brainchild. No. But the the construction of these matches since bringing back war games have been Triple H brainchild. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've been his constructions, his the way he's devised everything and put it together. So they've always delivered so far in this modern era of war games matches, they've always delivered something to made it go wow. Even some of the women's ones where I thought they're not gonna get crazy, they're not gonna yeah. use any that much weaponry <laughs> or anything like that. They've yeah. blown me out of the water and just gone out and done some crazy stuff. So I, I'm I'm excited either way, whether it's five on five or four on four. I'm just excited to see how they're gonna construct the the matches and see how it's gonna go. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I feel like I feel like if it's gonna be four on four or five on five is pretty uh, contingent on if Roman Reigns is in the match, which mm-hmm. I doubt he will be. So I feel like it's gonna just stay on four on four. So that would be uh, it'd be the Bloodline minus Roman, and then I would assume it would be Drew and the new day and yeah but then you got the yeah but then you got the brawling brutes so what's gonna happen there i would think it's gonna be drew and the brawling brutes with sheamus i'd be okay with that it's gonna be drew sheamus and the brawling brutes versus sammy uh solo and the usos i'm thinking oh sign me up for that Sign me up yeah. for that match. That would be crazy. Like you put the brawling brutes in a war games match, someone's getting destroyed. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That sounds like a on paper, that sounds like a barn burner. Exactly. So hopefully we t- just talk that into existence, but we won't have long to wait to see if we were correct. <laughs> Uh, what is next for Karrion Cross after his Drew McIntyre feud? Uh, and do we think this feud is over? Um, I mean, if we go by law averages, I don't think so because they both have one win. So, right, maybe but, not. But now all of a sudden, Drew McIntyre is getting involved with the Bloodline, as we saw at the end of SmackDown. He came out uh, to help the Brawling Brutes dispose of SmackDown, uh, dispose of the Bloodline, and they had a little brawl interaction on SmackDown to close out the show. So I don't know if it's over. Um, yeah. Carrie might I, get involved somehow. Might take Drew out of the match. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I wouldn't be mad to see a third match because, like you said, law of averages—they each have a victory, so they need to squash this out. But it's kind of like the steel cage usually used to be like the end-all, be-all of yeah. like the feuds. So now, what are they going to do to like? W- they already had a strap match. They had a steel cage match. What yeah. can they do to like blow this feud off and give it a decisive winner? Oh, I have an idea, maybe. I don't know if it's going to work, though, or not. But what if we add an extra, like, five more wrinkles into the whole bloodline thing, like, with Jay and Sammy? And Sammy magically is incapacitated before the War Games match. He can't compete. Throw Carrion in there. He has a problem with Drew. And it turns out that, shocker, it was Jay all along, which, I mean, we could call that from a mile away, but... Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but I'd be okay with it. That'd be interesting to have Jay finally attack Sammy and snap. 
Yeah, because it's kind of like we've been waiting for it to happen. It's just he's gotten close, but he's been uh, pacified in some way. So, yeah. I. But for me, I'm enjoying that this whole thing, it goes back to what we were talking about, about storylines being maybe a little too long and drawn out. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in the drawn out process of this storyline of Jay hating on Sami Zayn for some Mm -hmm. reason, you know, so. It's kind of like, I see what you're saying, but I, I'm enjoying it too much that I don't want it to finally hit that climax, that crescendo, where it's time to go on the downward and see how this is going to go. I mean, if we wanted to get even more complicated as it is, because I do like overcomplicating storylines sometimes, do the thing where Sammy's incapacitated, everybody and their brother assumes that it was Jay, and Jay's like, no, I actually didn't touch him, and it turns out it was carrying all along to get to yeah. Roman in the title. Ooh. I mean, maybe to, that's not as complicated, but... To get to Roman and the title, now that's different. Yeah, see? I can be creative with these when I want to be, so... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I don't think that's what they're going to do, but... I, would be, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd be pleasantly surprised if that actually happens, but I don't think it will. Yeah, that's... I don't know. It's, it's a different era in WWE. I mean... We have different outside-the-box thinkers nowadays. Well, so, and you know, they clearly listen to the show, so maybe they're getting yeah, some idea yeah. from us. So, yeah, I mean, you never we know. We want credit. We want credit. If you're going to take the idea, we want credit. We'll take some royalties, please. But, yes. um, yeah, if I, if I had the pencil, as we say, um, I would do it that way, just to spice things up a little bit. But... I don't know if that's what the I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go in. I'm not entirely sure who's going to be Roman Sex Challenger because who do you have that's left that's not named Karrion Cross or Bray Wyatt? But I don't know if they're going to go with him just yet. No, they have to. I I was talking to I think it was, I think it was my brother. My assumption is they're going to keep the belt on Roman until Cody is ready. So how yeah. do we get to from from now to to when Cody is ready? There has to be somebody. I mean. They figured a way to f- get Logan Paul in one of the best matches of the year. So yeah. I, I, I have complete faith in whatever they decide to do is the right decision. Because once you put Logan Paul in his third match ever and he has a match of the year contender, mm-hmm. then they they really can't do anything wrong. Yeah. They yeah, know what exactly. they're doing. Yeah. You're completely right. Because mm-hmm. um, I would have ran out of ideas a long time ago. Because... <laughs> You can, you can only do so much, and then, because, I mean, the problem is, like, obviously the carrying idea is a good one, I think, but would it really make sense in the grand scheme of things? Because you got a heel going against a heel, but mm-hmm. I say screw it. You don't always have to go for good guy versus bad guy, but I digress. And I, I feel like a good thing to do with carrying is maybe this match isn't ready for a pay-per-view. Maybe it's ready yeah. to spice up a SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. You give know? them a good title match. Why not? You know. Yeah, get get the ratings up even more. There you go. It's all about the ratings. So, put that title on the line on a SmackDown and see how high those ratings go. Because I'm sure it would uh, it would be pretty high. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think you know you got it. I think that WWE is kind of taking a page out of. AEW's book and realizing that they have to make the TV show semi-important so they have semi-important matches you know throughout the week like they did this past week when they had the New Day versus the Usos for the record record and for the titles that was a pretty big thing and they opened the show with that 
You know, yeah. and it was an, it was another classic chapter in the rivalry of the Usos versus the New Day. So, you know, I think they're doing a good job of making the small things seem very important nowadays. Yeah, and I also was pleasantly surprised by that women's, you know, like six pack challenge essentially number one at first when i saw it i'm like really are we doing this again because i feel mm-hmm. like we just did this not too long ago the match itself honestly wasn't bad i was looking at it on again on paper i just saw the graphic and i'm like ah god they're gonna probably give it to raquel because you know why not but i was pleasantly surprised they gave it to Shotzi, and Shayna put her immediately to sleep after mm-hmm. but you know um again i'm not gonna I'm not going to complain about that, but I'm also not going <laughs> to complain about the fact that Shotzi finally gets a title match. Yeah, something because, new, something fresh. Yeah, because how many times have we said she's probably one of the most underrated women on that roster? Easily. So, mm-hmm. to see her finally get a match, a, a pay-per-view too, against somebody like Ronda Rousey, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, this was a question that I asked myself um, plenty of times when I saw it happen. What was the damn point of taking the belts off of EO and Dakota only for them to win it back literally five days later? The I don't only, know. Yeah, I I don't know because obviously we're not there, so we don't have the answers. We don't have the pencil. But, yeah, we don't have the pencil. But I will say maybe the the bright light in, the, in all of this is maybe uh, – Triple H and everybody on the creative realized they made a mistake and maybe they shouldn't have taken it off the damage control so yeah. soon and they kind of rewrited their wrongs, which is a good thing because the old regime would have said, tough shit, take yeah. it, you know, yeah. this is the way it is, this is the way it's going to be whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe WWE listened this time to the fans kind of going, head scratching on why would you take it off of you know, yeah. the hottest thing to happen to the women's division in such a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. me on the flip side, being an optimist, I'm giving credit for WWE writing their wrongs. Yeah, I feel like the only other thing I could come up with was they needed a way to have Nikki semi sorta, but no one really knows, align themselves with damage control by mm. costing Alexa and Oscar the time. I don't really know because just... <laughs> On the surface, I'm like, why? Like, I I don't remember what I was doing on Monday. I wasn't able to watch it. But then when I saw, like, the graphic of, oh, we got new women's tag titles. I'm like, I thought it was a joke at first. And then I saw it was coming from the official Twitter. And I'm like, why? Literally, the first thing I said out loud was, why? Because, like you said, they are damage control is the hottest thing in the women's division right now, bar none. Mm-hmm. And you took the titles off them? Why? Only to give them back to them five days later? Like, I guess the only thing, and I think we kind of talked about this last week with the Crown Jewel, was I feel like maybe somehow it may have had something to do with the fact that Wyatt may have got into Alexa's head before the match, maybe. Mm. Because his logo showed up when they were talking to her, so... I eh, I don't know. I just still don't get why they took it off them. I just thought it was stupid. I'm glad they, like you said, right their wrongs, though. Mm. Um, intentional or not. But, yeah, maybe don't take the titles off them again for a while. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, all right. This one I'm excited about. Are we finally in line for a Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair feud? I hope so. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited to see that happen. 
Uh, I feel like they have good chemistry with each other. You got two powerhouse, two two very athletic, agile individuals that are they've they've shown they've had a little bit of chemistry with each other before. They mm-hmm. may have weren't they the last two in the Royal Rumble that one year that Bianca won it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was her, and Rhea and Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, and it, they kind of showed that they had that chemistry right then and there. Yep. You know that they can make match that made you go ooh and ah and watched and with anticipation and you didn't want to look away from the screen. I think uh this will be good. I think it'll be good cuz Judgment Day is sneakily becoming very very prominent on the show. Uh-huh. So, uh so I'm interested in seeing how how Judgment Day is going to play a factor into kind of spooking uh Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. you know, maybe hopefully the Street Profits will be ready to come back so they can help combat that. I think that would be interesting. But yeah. again, at the surface, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, that, that's a great wrestling match on paper. Oh, absolutely. And I think kind of going what off of what you were saying about Judgment Day, I remember, and I don't know why I remember this, it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was on either Raw or Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. The commentary team was kind of talking about how Oh, well, no one really knows if who's like the actual leader of Judgment Day. It could be any one of them. But, you know, I'm starting to think that, you know, like maybe Rhea is like the de facto leader of Judgment Day. And I'm like, well, now that I think about it, when you have this potential feud with Bianca, you want to fully establish Judgment Day? Give her the gold. If you're you're going to keep like talking about her being supposedly the leader of judgment day, which in a way she kind of is, which, uh, yeah, because it's Rhea, give her the title. I mean, I don't think people would be too like upset of if Bianca inevitably loses. Cause it's only a matter of time. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be upset if it was Rhea, because if anyone could take her down, it would be somebody like Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I agree. And she's kind of made herself, it's a kind of like the puppet master yeah. of, the ju- of the judgment day. She's always the one pulling the strings and making sure everybody's aligned and they know their role. And so I can kind of see her as the leader and then putting, putting the belt on her would only make her stronger. Um, but again, Bianca Belair is no slouch too. She's, yeah. she's definitely earned her flowers as a champion. She's made the belt important, you know? So, yeah. Uh, again, this is this is a match that's just going to elevate the division again. So that's going to be a good thing to see for sure. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited for inevitably when we see that because Triple H wouldn't have had those two just happen to cross paths backstage for no reason. Right. Yeah, that was an interesting little bit. Because I, I don't know about you, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, please. Yes, please. Because I've wanted to see those two go at it again for a while. So uh, I am all for those two having a feud for the title. Um, if Bianca wins, I wouldn't be mad. Um, I would be sad, but I'd be over the moon if Rhea would win because I love Rhea. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Me too. All right. And our final question of the night do we think the Triple H will cease the surprise returns anytime soon, or do you think he has a lot more of them up his sleeve? And if so, who could possibly be next? I think he has a lot more up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, I think Tegan Knox got to be one of them. I was just going to say Tegan Knox is, I think, going to be one of them to come back. And maybe, maybe Tegan Knox will probably be a surprise 
in the in the war games match to be one of the women to be on the good guy side yeah she she has issues with dakota kai i and this and the uh, wavelength is back because i literally yeah. thought the same thing and i could just see them playing that out as oh you guys had nobody else that needed like you're still one woman down like nobody else likes you that's why they like no one wanted to join your team and then she shows up mm-hmm. and that camera just cuts straight to dakota who looks like she's seen a ghost and i would love to see those two finally have another uh moment of i never got my war games opportunity because you screwed me out of it so i would love to see those two uh, reignite their feud a little bit because I thought their feud in NXT was great. Um, I thought it could have went on a lot longer than it did. So, oh, I would love to see the look on Dakota's face if Tegan shows up because I love Dakota. I also love Tegan and Triple H loves her too because, again, if anybody watched those like her Road to Recovery videos, they know how much Triple H was like high on her. And if I remember correctly, she potentially was going to win the second women's man classic so and when you see the women that were in that match that's a big deal you had Io Shirai you had Tony Storm so for Tegan to win that that would have been a big deal and that shows you how much Triple H was high on her and I hope he still is I don't see why he wouldn't be and I would love to see her get a fair shake because I think she really got screwed over towards the end of uh, her time with WWE because you throw her up in a team with Shotzi and then you take away the tank and you take away pretty much all of their personality. And then it's, Oh, Hey, you, you guys are just getting split up in the draft and we're not going to tell you, you're just going to find out on social media and Oh, Hey, you're also fired. <laughs> yeah. So I think she, if she were to come back under triple H's regime, she would get a better, better opportunity than she did with Vince. And, uh, I'm praying for it to happen. We we talked Mia into existence. You more or less talked me into existence. I will, and then I will, in turn, talk Tegan Ox coming back into existence. Hope so. I hope so. So to answer the question, yes, I think he. I don't think he's done yet. I think he's still got quite a few more surprises. At some point, yeah. they're gonna stop, but I uh, I don't see them stopping anytime soon. And aside from maybe like Braun Strowman, all the yeah. all the ones that he's brought back have been people that are like yes that person deserves to be here they should have never left left in the in the first place you know so you know i i kind of have trust in it's not one of those deals like in AEW where everybody is an ex wwe employee you know uh this is more this is more thought process this is more of thinking who, who deserves to come back and who's the right fit and who Triple H can really work with. I think Triple H is, is an easier person to work with than Vince McMahon was. Yeah, exactly. So, so people just feel more comfortable. I think I, I I think Sasha Banks and Naomi will be on their way back very soon. Don't quote me on it. I don't have any yeah. sources or anything. I'm just spitballing here, but I think I think the time for them to come back is is very soon. So hopefully we see them soon. So this is yeah. All good stuff, and it's it's more so leaning towards the women's division, which again I said from the beginning needed a boost, and mm-hmm. finally it's getting it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that I feel like there's more faith now with Triple H being in charge, where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this isn't going to be the old WWE. This is 
new. He's willing to take chances on people that Vince would have been like, yeah, no, you're not the WWE stereotype. So not happening. So yeah, yeah, I, (laughs) I also agree aside from Strowman, everybody else have been like, Oh, that's cool. Or I didn't have a negative reaction to it. Like with Strowman, I'm just like, why <laughs> and uh clearly he is um shown why not they why they shouldn't have but hey whatever he's here so uh yeah <laughs> so i think the surprises are still gonna be uh still gonna be coming and i love that there aren't they're being telegraphed anymore which is great it's not mm-hmm. hey we're gonna just flat out tell you that hey this person's showing up next week and it's like okay cool that would have been a fun surprise instead of you just telling us like don't do that and triple h is just like yeah we're just gonna have like johnny gargano show up for no reason just because or hey we're gonna have mia show up and not tell anybody so it's like it's nice to finally be genuinely surprised for once which is something i didn't think we were ever gonna get again in wwe so props to triple h for knowing how to actually surprise people yep and i do believe that is all the questions we have wow yeah that was a lot of fun yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of good questions as always. As always, you guys always provide us with uh, the thought provoking questions and rants and comments for us to talk about on the show. So we greatly appreciate it. This show would basically be nothing without the people that listen and provide us with questions to get their opinions on the show. So mm-hmm. thank you guys again. Uh, the best way to get in touch with us and to lend your voice to the show is to do so by reaching out to us on social media. We're available on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle. It's at Ringside Rundown. Uh, Usually the day before we record this episode, one of us will pop up a tweet saying, hey, drop your questions, comments, rants, opinions on anything wrestling for us to voice here on the show. And as you can see with this episode, you guys come in full scale and just throw it down for us and make us think and put our brains to work. Yeah, we we always appreciate, of course, any question, but especially those questions where we're like, oh, wow, yeah, we can definitely spend 15 to 20 minutes talking about it. And we had plenty of those today. So, yeah, I always appreciate the questions. I know Eric does, too. Uh, It's what keeps the show going. It could easily just be us talking about what happened in wrestling, where you could literally look it up on any website about wrestling on the Internet and... No, the, the questions are what makes this unique, and I uh, I always appreciate it. Yeah, and that's kind of like why we wanted to change the format of the show is because you can get a show where they talk about what's going on in wrestling and, and they recap the shows bit by bit. You can get that anywhere, but uh, we really wanted to give you a show that's driven by people who actually listen to the show. Um, yeah. So we want you guys to be a part of that. We, we don't want you know, we don't want to scare off any potential new listeners. So if you're <laughs> no. a new listener, don't be afraid to hit us up on social media and talk wrestling with us. Like I said, we're available on Twitter and Instagram at the handle ringside rundown. So check us out, throw us a follow. Uh, and like I said, our DMS are open so you can just talk about wrestling and be a part of the show and have your voice a part of this podcast, which I don't think there are very many listener voiced podcasts out there. No, I don't think so. And you know what? We're we're ours is the best. Let's just say it. Because yeah, why best. not? Number one, number one of all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, uh, 
Uh, check out this podcast. It's available all across the board on the internet. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search the Ringside Rundown. And if you can't find it, one of us will deliver a link to the podcast for your listening pleasure. The show is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, this this show is available. Just search Ringside Rundown. But again, if you hit us up on social media because you can't find a link, we will give one for you, and then you can listen and let us know what you thought of the show. If you want to get in touch with me personally on social media and you want to talk wrestling with me personally, just find me on Twitter at WrestlingCron. That's Wrestling, C-H-R-O-N. I also do Twitch streaming. I Twitch stream every Monday through Friday starting at 2 p.m. So check me out, twitch.tv slash ericthegost. Again, that's twitch.tv slash ericthegost. Shay, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at ShailenHickson21. Uh, talk wrestling, talk sports, talk music, talk video games, pretty much anything you can think of we could probably talk about. So uh, you can find me on there. And yeah, definitely go check out Eric's Twitch. It's a good time. I definitely recommend it. So Thank yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. I'm just trying to do the little Twitch thing and get my name out there. And like I said, even on there, if you want to talk wrestling with me on there on during the Twitch stream, you can do so. It's always a good time. And I thank you for that recommendation, Shay. You need to get back into Twitch streaming because I need more Dead by Daylight streams. I know. I know. I need to find a time in my schedule to do it. But uh, someday. Someday soon. Someday soon. Well, don't you worry. This show is a weekly show. So we'll be back next week. And I think next week we're going to be talking about Full Gear, correct? I believe so. Let me look at the calendar again. Uh, yeah, it's on Saturday, I think. So it's yep. this is going to be a good one. Yep, so next week's show is going to be all about Full Gear, what we thought of the show. Make sure you follow the Ringside Rundown Twitter uh, profile because uh, yeah. during, the, during Full Gear, after every match, I do flame emoji polls and that's where you can let me know what you thought of the match you can vote whether you like the match you can give it one to four flame emojis that's basically how we gauge if you guys really enjoyed the match and again the twitter space is there for you to reply let us know what you thought of the match and be a part of the show that's the main goal is to have you be a part of the show so don't be afraid and next week's show is going to be all about full gear so it's going to be good stuff yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it yep so for shay hickson My name is Eric Vasquez. We are out of here. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you later, guys.